It's Monday, May 23rd, and we have Katie Stewart, a.k.a. Bar Daddy, with us. A couple of restaurants open, a couple of restaurants close. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Richmond restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend Roby Martin. Roby, the sound listeners might hear in the background is the sweet sound of a seasoning walk. Or seasoning of a walk. Or the seasoning of a walk. You do a lot of cooking, Scott? Tell the folks where we are. We're at Food Dog. We have Katie Stewart, aka Bar Daddy, with us today. We're going to learn all about making cocktails. We're going to learn about how she got to making cocktails. We're going to talk about being a buffalo. It's a good interview. People may know the name Katie Stewart, but they definitely know the name Bar Daddy. Bar Daddy, because Katie is a TikTok star. Are we going to say that? I'm going to call her a TikTok superstar. I feel if, like, once you hit over 150K followers, that you, like, launch into that I should be wearing a cape thing. I think she was wearing a cape earlier, so that makes sense. I was wondering what that was all about. Well, once, you're there, once you hit that level, capes are not optional anymore. <laughs> One day I might be there. I'm, I doubt it, though. I don't, I don't know. Can you make drinks on TikTok? I can pour bourbon into a glass. All right. Has said bourbon had a company that sponsored you? No. All right. Then you're done. You get to be nothing on TikTok. Maybe I should start a TikTok first. So said company can sponsor you. Yes. Yep. You should. It's all coming together. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to Katie's interview in just one moment. But first, you said in the intro, some restaurants open, some restaurants close. It was very as the world turns. Yeah. Um, So we had the beloved wine bar and the fan shut down. Seco yep. had their last night a few weeks ago. Sure, yeah, sad, sad little thing. But I hope that both David and Julia pop up maybe in other wine bars where they don't have to run them. I lived in the fan in the early aughts. Is that what we call that? Thirty thousand six hundred and fifty-two years ago, and when there was one house in the fan, Scott lived in it. Had, Julia had that little wine shop on the corner of Carytown, River City. Yeah, River City, and I remember going in there very often. So I'm sad to see Seco close, but like you said, hopefully they'll pop up somewhere else. I think we're going to see him again, which will be super, super nice. Um, tr- speaking of cheese, though, because I don't know if you bought cheese from River City. Were we speaking pretty- of cheese? No, not really. I mean, we're always wine. speaking of cheese. Wine. It's always on my mind. In my head, it connected. Wine, cheese. It does. River City had I mean, great cheese you could buy. Now, Truckle Cheesemongers, which you love. I do. Over at Blue Bee Cidery. Yeah, they're opening like a whole brick and mortar them- themselves. How do is you it, feel about grilled cheeses? How do I feel about them? Yeah, on a, a scale third of, of my body is grilled cheese. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, then I think that you're good. You could walk directly to it. Is that what it's going to be? Grilled cheese? I think I it's going to be flights. That was the things. That was the phrase that I saw repeated. That was the kicker cheese for you? flights. Cheese flights. I'm not even sure what that means, but I like it. Multiple cheeses on a slate piece is what I see in my head. On a slate piece? Love piece it. of slate. Piece of slate. I <laughs> there love it. it is. Yes. On a, on a slate piece. Our first podcast guest ever, Mike Lindsay, is opening up a new place. I think by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be open for business. Opens on Thursday, May 19th. So, yes. So, I freaking love the Lindsay's, by the way, because they're like, you know what? Screw a soft opening. We're just going to pop that right up. No biggie. Let's. We've done this 32,000 times I was going to say, at this point, they've before. opened up so many restaurants in the last seven minutes. That it should be pretty easy for them. It's one every 24 seconds. It's like, with, like the Clinique 
cream that gets bought like one every second. That's how the Lindsay's open up. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't need to know, but the ladies, all four of you that are listening, you totally understand what I mean by that. Yellow Clinique cream. Everybody understands it. Except for you, Scott. Except for me. I'm a little slow on the uptick. Mm -hmm. How's life? Life is good. Life is great. I went to the Roosevelt to check out their new chef the other night. Tell me all about the new chef. So the, the chef's amazing, absolutely outstanding. Her name's Leah Branch. The cool thing for me, and I don't know if this is going to be cool for you or Scott, not, I don't know, um, almost the entire kitchen is female. Okay. So You, you asked that question, or you, they told you, or you I noticed? I met them all. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I not know. Everyone gets I'm, to meet everyone I'm that, in the kitchen I'm when that person. Dinner. Well, everybody did when we were there. I wasn't just me. Okay. Um, yes. That was the walk, by the way. You hear that sound, folks? That's the wok seasoning. Go ahead. I'm sorry that to interrupt. That is the wok seasoning. That's what it is. What's this? No, whatever. Go ahead. Um, Leah Branch, chef. Then they have a vegan sous chef. I had the, one of the best vegan dishes I've had in a very long time. Her name is Ranisha. And then two other, Vanya, who is a personal chef and also a chef in the back. So pretty cool back Are they there taking now. the menu? Do they spill the beans about where they're taking the menu or their plans so let's see they told me a little bit about it and i looked at the other menu but they have stuff like buffalo soft shell crabs which you know just scream in my face as awesome um we had some fried oysters with a saffron butter we had white and green asparagus with fiddlehead ferns we had mississippi mud cake actually that was probably my least favorite thing but you know me and sweets Speaking of sweets, what did we just do, Scott? Oh yes, we worked at Tablespoon Bakery. We were celebrity. We were celebrity servers. That was so much fun. <laughs> was it a good time? We sold so many cookies. Thank you for everybody that came out to say hi to Roby and say hi to me and buy cookies from our friends over at Tablespoons. Yep. If you do or you didn't make it for this tablespoon bakery thing they're going to do it again we just won't be the celebrity servers there'll be other ones we have started to challenge mark cheatham and ace callwood so we're hoping that both of those guys will step up to the plate for a good cause it's funny that they call those celebrity servers given who we're interviewing on today's podcast a real life autograph signing picture taking celebrity it's almost like that walk knew she was coming <laughs> that's how that goes <laughs> when i go to this interview with katie let's do it katie stewart bar daddy underscore tiktok superstar how do you feel about cocktails scott cocktails the movie or the drink both i'm a fan of tom cruise's entire cinematic collection i mean top gun I feel like I haven't heard Cocktail. Yeah, I think I recognize that tree. Jerry Maguire? Show me the money, <laughs> Roby. Show me the money. I think it's Quan. Is that not Quan? It's also Jerry Maguire, yes. Yes, I thought that that's what it was. Anyway. Why do you ask? Because I want to know if you know about Katie Stewart's entire cinematic collection. You know, I've never had not a single one of Katie Stewart's drinks, but... Ha- have you seen her cinema? I was just going to say. Have I seen her cinema? I've seen her <laughs> cinema and her cocktails on TikTok. <laughs> Yes. So we have Katie Stewart, Bar Daddy, with us today. Bar Daddy underscore. Yeah, why is there an underscore? Because somebody on TikTok already has the name Bar Daddy, and there's like zero videos or anything underneath it. So they're an asshole, essentially, and you're like... So I just took the, I guess, the second best thing. But I like it. I actually like it, too. It makes her a little different, I think. 173. Thousand TikTok followers. That's a few more than I have. Yes. When did this start? 
the beginning of the lockdown actually so, actually actually a little bit before that i would start i started making videos um at fatty smokes remember fatty smokes on fourth and broad sure let's pour yeah. one out for fatty smokes well right. i mean it's getting ready to be a nice restaurant so i'm happy for its trajectory that's true but I, would, I was making videos on my phone. Like My um, GM would hold my phone, and I would just make videos. And I didn't have a TikTok at the time. I was actually a, really against the idea. I was a very Vine girl, you know what I mean? A Vine I, I remember girl. the remember Vine. Vine? Yeah, yeah, it's six seconds or nine seconds. Right. or what is, 12 seconds. seconds was it? Something like that. And then like your head's like jerking all over the place and like lip syncing to it. Mm-hmm. But um, Or no, that's musically. They're all the same. Um, but... My coworkers were telling me to make a TikTok, and I said, no, never, it's a kid's app, blah, blah, blah. But the <laughs> lockdown happened, didn't have a job anymore, was stuck inside with my roommate, who is also a bartender. Um, so we, I, it was a way for me to, one, pass the time, stay creative. And um, I actually learned a lot during the lockdown about liquor, spirits, wine. So did I, actually. <laughs> And not, I don't, by just, not by just consuming it, but by creating, things, by creating things. Oh, so you were productive with your time. Somehow. I just drank too Oh, no, much. there was a lot of drinking, too. The okay. people at the liquor store ended up recognizing us after, like, week two with our masks on and stuff like that, so. Same, but I don't have 170,000 people on TikTok. Isn't that interesting? Maybe we're doing it wrong. So TikTok is your hobby or your side gig? Well, it, it was a hobby at first. And now, now it's, it's a whole tax form, like... Now it's a responsibility and I have contracts and I have deadlines and stuff that I never really expected to happen, but I'm very grateful so for the opportunity. I want to get into that for sure, but right now we are sitting in an actual physical restaurant. Tell yes. the folks where we are right now. Uh, we are at Food Dog. And why are we here? This is where I work. <laughs> okay. You don't just work here. You manage the bar, or the yeah. whole restaurant. Like you're, you're like an integral in making this place work. Right. I'm the bar manager. Um, I also like do... Um, manager on duty a couple times a week. I'm mostly behind the bar. I come up with all the cocktails, um, try to create events, stuff like that, um, any drink specials. I'm constantly looking up the national day calendar because there's a bunch of random holidays. And I, I freaking love that thing. Like that. Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Hol- well, national May- holidays. Oh, May the 4th, for sure. The Star Wars Day. I loved that. I made a, like a Midori sour and put like little Yoda, Yoda ears on it. You can see it on my TikTok. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A nice play right there. Nice plug. So but, yeah, I sold a couple of those. Katie awesome. came across my radar yes. because during her birthday, she did a fundraiser for the Holly Fund. Oh, nice! So that hit the Behind Holly the Fund. Of the Holly Fund is so the Holly Fund is the nonprofit that I founded and run, and you started raising money for it. Maybe 2021 or yeah. 2020. It could have been either one, but. That's how I found you. Is wow. literally saw you in the Holly Fund Facebook, and then was like, I don't know who this person is. She works in a restaurant here in Richmond. I typically, I feel like I know some of the people that work in restaurants. So I looked you up, and I was like, Wow, I actually really enjoy this. Wow, you enjoy her TikTok. I freaking love. Tell me what. Actually, tell me like what you love about to her TikToks. Ryan will find me. My other half will find me like laying in bed, laughing at, like she oddly manages to be approachable yet speak about how crappy bar patrons are and i find that amazing do you ever picture like obviously you're working on your tiktoks i know it takes a while it's not an easy thing it doesn't just happen right um do you ever picture what people are doing on the other side of the phone 
like laying in bed laughing? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I guess it really does depend on the type of video that I make. I do a lot of those skits and I want to make people laugh, but I also want to educate people at the same time that, hey, this may seem normalized to you, but to another person or another perspective, not as funny, not cool, sure. stuff like that. But yeah, but also about the Holly Fund thing, I chose to, that fundraiser because during the lockdown, you guys funded my rent for a month. So, Wait, I did? Yeah, you did. I did? You did. I had no idea. Yeah, so I was really grateful, and I was like, wow, this is amazing, and you helped so many people. I wanted to give back also. We did? Oh, man, now I feel so good. Hollywood, we so excited, so that's so great to hear. Yeah, yeah. so, so they must you. have processed that grant, and I don't even remember. There was only, like a million grants we processed. So yeah. the Holly Fund was helping restaurant workers with that who had lost their jobs. Quite literally, that's pretty much what we did for, we still do that, but it's now financial crisis and injury and stuff like right. that. But before it was pretty much pandemic and Hollister related. was your friend and you created the fund. So Hollister and I reviewed restaurants opposing like publications, I guess. And then she sent me a message saying one of my reviews was not that great <laughs> and that she'd like to ha like, speak to me over lunch and we became friends whoa yeah very very weird friendship she she suffered from als during the almost the entirety of the end of our friendship we've been friends for maybe eight years and seven of them was her her decline into lou gehrig's disease oh so gosh. yeah it was ick 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 i i wish that on no one not even an enemy but yeah wow. so yeah i'm super stoked to hear yeah. i rarely get to see someone that's you know, we actually have had an impact on. I have sometimes have emails sent to me, but it's very hard for, you know, mon talking about money or needing money is really right. hard. So. so you mentioned that your TikTok is sponsored. Speaking of money, are you sponsored? How does that all work? Individual contracts. Um, TikTok has a creator fund where they basically give out pennies for views. I did that briefly and then noticed that my views went down and I made like a dollar. Seriously? You got a check for, right. for a dollar? Not even. It's still sitting in that little TikTok money account because like, there's a minimum that you have to make to transfer it. So I, it's just going to sit in there forever. I'll maybe I'll turn it into like little virtual gifts or something. But um, I ended up leaving, noticing that my views started going up again, noticing that bigger brands that were not able to see my videos before were reaching out to me, offering me compensation, product, whatever it is, mostly the combination of the both. And... Um, then creating more traction, sharing my video to their profiles, which have a bigger following than I did at the time. And that's how that growth really started. So I do individual contracts. I'm not sponsored by just one. Liquor so like a liquor brand will say, Katie, like we want that. you to make a drink with our liquor. And do they tell you what to do? Or are you, is it your creativity that goes from there? It just depends. It's really, um, it's, it depends. Um, the most previous one I did was for, um, a strawberry lemonade like infused syrup and they, it was that one was really official it had a online contract I had to fill out a tax form um, they told me the hashtags I had to use but they just wanted me to come up with a drink and that was it but some other companies would say hey we want to send you this and we want you to review it so some people can be specific and some people just want you to be creative with it do you feel like this could turn into more of a full-time position for you as opposed to part bar and part TikTok superstar? Oh, TikTok superstar. Mm -hmm. huh? You heard okay. me. You heard <laughs> me. You, <laughs> you heard me. Um, it's definitely crossed my mind. It's, if I keep getting these opportunities and I have to manage my time better, I'm going to ha probably have to make a difficult decision. Sure. Because I, I love my job. I love 
where I work, I love being creative. I love teaching others, but I'm also able to do that virtually. So, sure, sure, yeah. which I love. You hear that? Eat partners, step up to the plate. Come eat on, partners. eat, get it together. <laughs> no, no, seriously, they are wonderful and they take care of me. So I'm just giving good. them a hard time. I, I, we can give we can give Chris Sway as hard a time <laughs> as you'd like. I would I'll text him right now and tell him that he should listen because we're giving him a hard time. How long have you been leading the bar charge here at Food Dog? I've been here for about three, almost going on three years now. I've been with. Um, the eat company for four. I was at Fatty Smokes for a year. Pandemic happened. I actually got the promotion right before the lockdown happened. So when the lockdown happened, I didn't know if I had a job still. Now, what made you start bartending? Like, I feel like all this. Well, I, I mean, in my trajectory with you, all of a sudden you were like around. But where were you before you were at Fatty Smokes? Um, I actually. Um, so I originally I started bartending when I was 21 years old. Like, they were waiting for my 21st birthday to happen. I was working at Chewy's and Short Pump. I freaking love Chewy's. Don't even mess with me. I opened that place. I have my own opinions of Chewy's now. The chips in the trunk, right? Isn't that Chewy's? Yeah, I don't. The the nacho car? Yeah, I refill that all the time. Oh, well, thank you. I think I ate most of those chips. So I appreciate you. I'm a big fan of the Uh Chewy's. The spicy... Um, martini margarita. What is that? Uh-oh. I don't understand. But you, that's a Texas martini. <laughs> I, I <already> <laughs> you want to know what that is? That's a Texas martini. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one that comes in the shaker. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You I can only have one. I'm you such a like fast friends over We're, here. We are going to a Texas martini. Out. Yeah. Are you kidding? Of course. It's a spice. So you weren't a big fan of a. Of yeah, oh, tell, us it's dirty. Oh. <laughs> tell us their dirty me. secrets. They Why will I never you. go back? Oh, um, well, that manager's no longer there. No. <laughs> that manager's <laughs> okay, go. gone. She was Done. there temporarily, but fired me in the meantime. But I started there as a host originally, and I was still in college. Yeah, I was 20. VCU? Um, at Randolph-Macon College. Oh, t- okay, so you're a yellow jacket? I am a yellow jacket. But... Um, Went quickly to a server. I um, wait. They waited for me to turn 21, asked me to be behind the bar because they said I had that attitude. Now I understand what that means. <laughs> um, Is it a good thing sure. or a bad thing? I'm still up for debate. Sure. <laughs> I think but, it's a good thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I learned how to bartend. I was basically self-taught because my trainer only trained me for a day. That's a, they didn't even have draft beer lines at Chewy's, right? They don't have, I didn't learn how to pour a draft beer until the next bar job I had after that. Um, I got fired. What did you do? Listen, allegedly. Listen. So <laughs> allegedly, we w- I was 21, and we would go to Halligans and Keegan's. Remember those places? Yes, I After do. Work, I, we, we would go to Kona Grill that pl- and have a lot oh, of fun over there. The Cougar Bar. I'm not familiar with that place. I don't understand why they name women so many weird cat names, but that's where women of a certain age would go and meet other men. They call them Cougars. It was the best people watching. I, I swear. She's watching the Cougars. It was very fun to watch. Yeah. It was especially when like all my like guy friends would come and all my guy coworkers would go over and they would just get all the free drinks from those ladies. It was oh, great. Yeah, I wish I had known about this place. But I would bring You didn't all those miss anything. Back. Okay, fair <laughs> I brought all the friends I brought all of my friends back from Halligans. I brought my friends from Keegan's all over to Chewy's and it was just I don't know why she was so mad about the fact that I had it, it the bar was completely packed and it was just in the way of uh, people that were dining in the bar oh i see she pulled me aside and told me that um this is not a party bar that i've been on her radar for um being suspended for a while and she just thinks it's best for us to part ways and i was just how long had you been there i opened that place i was there for about two years two so you were established yeah 
And she was relatively new or? She was temporary. Temporary. She was in between GM. I see jealousy here. This, this so. person was jealous? I see that, yeah. Eh. She, she wanted friends at the bar too. But it sounds like you, you were resilient and you took that experience and you right. did what? Oh, I got a job 12 hours later. What uh, took you so long? <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I should have done it quicker. I was crying too much in between. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're I was, weeping. I was shook. <laughs> um, I, because of my friends at Halligan's, I was like, hey, I really need a job. Like, do you have a server job open? And my friend Shannon um, said, you know what? Come down to the Shaco Bottom location. I didn't even know there was a Shaco Bottom location at the time. She said, I can try to get you a, like a day bartending job in the meantime. Did you bartend on that truck? Isn't it a truck in there? There's a half a, a half fire, a fire truck, truck right? in there. Yeah, yeah. Had a fire truck in half. Put it against the wall. It has working lights and sirens and everything. Yes. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, I didn't think I knew. I bet you I've been to Halligan's twice. The one in Shaco Bottom or the one in Short Pump? Shaco Bottom. Are either of them still open? No, they're all. Closed I didn't down. think so. Yeah, they yeah. closed down like 2014, 2015, I think. Uh, twice. Like I've, I've been no, twice. I don't remember. So you're at the Halligan Bar. You're serving beer. You learn how yeah. to, you learn how to how use to, the I draft. I learned how to pour draft beer, yeah. What's the secret? Tilt the cup? It is tilting the cup. Right. And pull that thing forward as far as it can go, yes. right? Don't let all the, like, all the gas escape. Um, but that's honestly where I learned how to bartend. Learned how to be fast. It's a dive bar, right? Like I learned how to be fast. I learned how to be assertive. My confidence, I, I had to be tough, like, really quickly. I, also, I wasn't like this. I didn't have short blue hair. I didn't have, I, my sleeve wasn't done. I didn't have any tattoos on this arm. I had long brown hair. I, and I was, wasn't, like, You were Randolph-Macon, Katie. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, like, a really, yeah, the best way to describe it. I'm also kind of mad about it, but it's fine. I know, Randolph-Macon's not a bad school, but I, I can I, understand I what that means. Yeah. No, it's a great school, but she right. was... Fresh out of college, um, didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I still loved bartending and I wanted to learn more about it. Created more relationships and I, I learned so much in that really crappy bar. I learned so much about people, I learned so much about myself, and I'm fast. I, if it wasn't for that job, I would not be as fast as a bartender that I am. And yeah, I owe, as much as I really hated that place at the time, I really owe a lot to it. I, that's how I learned the core of my bartending and probably where I got the passion for it too. You mentioned that you learned a lot about people. And I'm curious about that because, you know, the stereotypical bartender, like I picture the person like wiping down the bar and some sad sack comes in and they like lay all the problems of the world on the bartender. So you've been a bartender before. Is that really what happens? Yeah, on occasion, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Actually, that happened in Shore Pump. That happens downtown. But I feel like comparing shore pump to downtown there's a there's just different like different sad sacks life. there's there's different sad sacks for sure but mm. there's different walks of life and especially with downtown with the train station i'm meeting so many different people from all over the place that not every like i'm not saying that every interaction is great but not every, not every interaction is also bad like i met people that have been on TV. I've met people that have been on TV in the future. Like, it's just, it's really cool to see people that I've met in the past at that little dive bar just grow. And I'm like, wow, I've met that person because I served them a beer at midnight. Sure, sure. From Halligan's to where? I actually left bartending in general. I kind of had that pressure of find a real job with your degree. It's really expensive. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I have, I have a degree in psychology. Um, so I started working at Central State Hospital. Oh, cool. That's not any years. easier than the bar. <laughs> I, I used my degree, though. Yeah? I, I use my degree now. That's a tough job. It, I, yeah, I was a, a 
forensic mental health technician. Yeah. Basically just being on the floor with patients and making sure that they don't harm themselves or others, making sure that they do their hygiene every day, yeah. go to their groups, go to their classes, making sure that they're just okay in the environment that they're in when they're not with a doctor. Oh, good gosh. Especially like away from their family, away from their kids, away from everything that makes them feel safe and they're in a different scary environment. That was my job to make sure everybody stayed safe, but it was also dangerous too. Sure. Um, got promoted to a, um, what's the word? I remember what my title was called. It has so many different names. I'm a peer support specialist um, where I take my own experience with mental health and the experiences I've had in a mental hospital and kind of apply that my recovery to somebody else, kind of like more of a motivational speaker. Sure. Yeah. So I did that for about three years. Yeah. And I learned a lot and I love my patients, but it really got down to the money of it. The state of Virginia does, didn't pay us well. Sure. And I was struggling financially and I just needed to come back. I also really missed bartending. I missed the passion behind it. I missed the people like that. That was where my heart was really. So, yeah. So then fatty smokes and now here, that's it. Yeah. Worked at fatty smokes, opened that place. And then the pandemic happened and here we are three years later. I want to get back to your degree and the training that you had um, both in college and in the professional world. Like, so when someone walks into a restaurant or a bar, mm-hmm. are you sizing them up the minute they walk in? Are you like trying to figure out what makes them tick, what they might want to do, like what they might want to oh, order? Like psychoanalyzing? Yeah. I psychoanalyze everyone and it's just a second nature to me. Okay. Yeah. So like, what are some of the tells that people have when they walk in that, that you are that you can notice immediately? Well, body language is a lot. Yeah. So when somebody sits, the, sits at the bar, they're either looking for a conversation or just want to eat and leave. So it really depends if people maintain like an eye contact or if people's sentences are short. But also, at the same time, maybe somebody is shy and wants to have that conversation. So I will still talk to that person, but... If I'm watching body language and they just want to be left alone, I will. But if they kind of feed into that conversation a little bit more, I'll kind of keep going back. Keep and connecting. Forth and, yeah, and see. And that will also invite that person back because that person starts to feel comfortable. Sure. So, yeah. Body language is, goes a really long way. What are some obvious signs that people just want to be left alone? Oh, looking at their phone. Oh, yeah. That probably For happens sure. a lot. For sure. Looking at the phone a lot is probably the biggest sign of, hey, I just want to eat and let me know if I want another drink type of thing. But that would probably be the main thing. Looking down, looking at a menu, reading a book, stuff like that. What are some of the drinks particular to this restaurant that you've kind of created and that you champion, that you, that you tell people that you want them to try? Well, we just came out with our spring menu. I'm really proud of it. There's one drink on there called the Uzu Talking to Me. It's, an, it's a, like a lemon drop martini using the Belle Isle Uzu Ginger. Yeah. Um, and... What was funny is that I was asked to make a drink that was the color of my hair. And Currently or at the time? At the time, which was a little bit more teal in color, a little bit more of a deeper blue. So that's what I came up with, and it was really popular, and it probably is one of our most popular drinks that we have now. Um, I'm also really... I learned a lot about sake when I started working here. I never worked with sake before. So incorporating sake into different cocktails kind of introduces our guests to sake, what sure. it is... Also having a really delicious cocktail at the same time. Also with, it's a lower in ABV. If somebody who doesn't really drink that much still wants to partake and feel part of the community, there's another option to have that. What should I know about sake? I really don't know anything other than you, I do shots of it. Well, or sip it. Yeah, Which one do you do? I guess sip it depends. It, it depends. Well, are, are you I, drinking hot or cold sake? Usually hot, I uh, think. Well, then well, I wouldn't shoot that. <laughs> too hot? That would it's been a while, I guess. 
but the paint is good. Well, <laughs> Sake's a rice wine. Right. Um, and there's two different types we can do. Um, it's filtered or unfiltered, a Junmai or a Nagori Sake. Um, nagori Sake is usually sweeter. We have a strawberry Nagori Sake. tastes like berries and cream. It's so good. Um, we have a rose sake that's sparkling. We used to have jelly sake in a can. There's a lot of different options that you can have, but usually... Like 12 the, ounces of it or small? It's a, maybe about eight ounces, okay. something like that. Have you had that before, Ruby? I've never had a jelly sake, no. Okay. Once I get it back in here, I'll let you know. So Thank you. have you. to try it out for sure. It's a sparkling berry flavor. It's really good. We've done cucumber sake teenies. We have rose sake. It's, we have a bunch of different options for people to try to kind of get introduced to it. We also have sake flights to kind of give um, our guests an introduction to a dry sake, a flavored dry sake, a nagori sake, and a flavored nagori sake to introduce something new. I think you really enjoy sake. I, think I, I feel like you're a sake guy, especially when you're on your like... You know, when you go on one of those weird diets that you love. Also, sake bombs, for sure. I do not do sake bombs anymore. Like an Irish car bomb or no? Same But a sake version? What do you drop it in? Either a light beer, like PBR, support. I could probably do that. You don't like that, Ruby? I used to do too many of them. You put them on chopsticks. Mm -hmm. And then you bang it. Yeah. Thanks for the did did you see me? Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like when it hits the beard. Nailed just it. like that. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm on it. I used to, in Sumo-san, a hundred years ago. With, <gasps> I yeah, love Victor. Yes, yeah, so with many socks. Yeah, oh God, so many sake moms. That reminds me of my next question. I definitely wanted to ask you. Where do you drink when you're not here or at home? Ooh, I love Sidewalk Cafe. I also live right near Sidewalk Cafe. So proximity. That a proximity very, bias. Very important, but I. It also it serves food till two a.m. It's like the perfect place too, to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love bovine. I'm I bovine a lot. It's also right down here, easy spot right after work. Sure. I also, I love Lucky AF, Fat Dragon. I really did like the eat restaurants from the jump. Anyway, I was always at Fat Dragon. I was always um, at Boulevard. Now but has your I'm sorry to interrupt. Has your TikTok stardom? Back to TikTok. I'm sorry to jump no, I around. I love this. You're going little, everywhere. I'm just gonna let it happen. Do folks come in? not knowing that you're the bar manager here and then recognize you from TikTok and say, I know you from TikTok. Does that ever happen? Yes, that does. That actually happened on Friday. So what, like, can you walk us through that interaction? I, I will, on Friday, I had about three people just come sit at the bar and they were just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Katie. I'm taking care of you. That's Kat. Or I don't, yeah, that Kat was working with me. And they were just looking at me and I was like, can I grab you anything? And they were like, can we ask you a weird question? And I already knew what it was in my head. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> no. And they're like, they're like, we love your TikTok and we want to know if we could take a picture with you. And I was like, you guys came here because of my TikTok. And they're like, yeah, that's where we found you. Shots all around. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But they did try my cocktails and they said they wanted me to make the cocktails that I was, because I come up with the, almost the entire menu. They wanted me to come up, make the drink that I really liked the most. And it was the Uzu talking to me and they loved it. Oh, nice. But they were taking, they wanted to take pictures with me. Um, I had to sign an autograph once. That was weird. That's I, amazing. What that do you was, mean? No, that, that weird? was weird because I wrote Katie and not Bar Daddy because I didn't, I've never done that before. <laughs> like I think Katie's better. Cursive Bar Daddy. Mm. I, don't, I still don't know how to do it well. So I wrote, Katie, and then I looked and I said, oh, and I like crossed, put like one line through it and wrote Bar Daddy underneath. And what did you sign? Their receipt. 
Oh. <laughs> I love it. She's like, I don't know how to do this, so I'll just send like, both of them. This is my first time. This is a new experience for all of us. Now I'm going to need you to frame that because this is my first one, and I want to know about it later. Are people mm-hmm. traveling from out of town, or is these locals that are usually just popping in because they see you on uh, TikTok? I've had one person from Northern Virginia um, come by, but I think it's mostly Chesterfield, Chester. I've had people come out from Dinwiddie. Is it comfortable for you? Is it uncomfortable? I can't. I'm trying to judge your, read your face a little bit. A little bit. I see it happening. I'm not. I'm not trained professionally like you are, but I mean, I'm still relatively like in like internally a shy person, but bartending has made me so extroverted and it's like annoying at this point. Um, I love the attention, but I also have a hard time accepting the compliments and I have a hard time really accepting the fact that people really like my stuff. Sure. And that's just my own internal struggle. Imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And so when I see people come from not just like Chesterfield, that's still like 25, 30 minutes away to come in and try my food out, try my cocktails out and meet me and just have a conversation with me. That means a lot. And it's, it's really cool. I just never expected that to happen. So it's cool to have that appreciation and it kind of helps me in the long run too. Sure. Makes yeah. you feel good. You're doing good stuff. So the most annoying thing, my, seriously, my favorite thing that she does, as I've already said, is I like the fact that she's like, you shouldn't do this when you're at a bar. People stop being idiots. So what are your least favorite things that people do when they climb up to your bar? Kind of not let me say, hi, my name is Katie. Hi, you can talk to me or Kat or whoever's behind the bar with me. When somebody kind of just cuts me off and interrupts me. I'd like a vodka soda. Yeah, that's annoying for sure. I also... Also, that's a terrible drink order. The reaching over the bar thing. People do that? Trying to grab your attention, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had somebody come up and grab my arm before. Not here, but at other places that has happened before. And that is... Halligan Bar. Ooh, we had a baseball bat for a reason. I used it. Yeah, why do they, people feel like they need to touch you? I don't know what the entitlement's about. Also, just... Don't look, look at me. I, didn't, I, didn't I know. I'm just wondering, like, why, why do people feel... I mean, you could just say hi. I mean, a wave, maybe. Right? I don't know. I mean, or sit down. I mean, I can't imagine. I don't want to blame you it on don't the know somebody's not. I mean, do you not see someone sitting at your bar? That's like, why would they need to touch you? Right? right. So weird. So, so weird. What else? Hmm. I've done a skit about people eating out of the garnish tray. That hasn't happened in a long time, and I think that's because I'm sorry. Somebody that's, that that has happened at um, Halligan's, and it happened at Metro once, and that was disgusting. People would eat like you know, like olives and the cherries. Yes, people, because people are drunk, and they're like when I was working at Metro for the, like that brief four months of my life. Um, it would, we would, I would work karaoke. But that's kind of a broiest bar ever. So like I can totally understand. Yeah, and karaoke was the busiest and the drunkest, and people just getting in there with cherries. And I'm like, y'all, chill out. That's nasty. Have you, ever, have you ever had to like lay down the law behind the bar? Do you ever like get physical with people or not really? Not here. But um, in the past, but I have in the past. I've had, but mo- most of these stories do happen at Halligan's. I um, that's where I really have like gained a lot of confidence in myself and really learned about people in general and how, I guess, entitled and, and to- like when you get intoxicated, you could really be. I had this. I was bartending, and it wasn't even that late at night actually. And this guy came in, and I was hanging out with a bunch of my friends. They were a bunch of girls just hanging out, talking to me. Sure came in and said something very homophobic to me because they weren't paying him any attention. I 
got him his drink, le- left him alone, was talking to my friends, making sure that if he wanted anything, I'll get him something, sure. But he said something homophobic to me, and I told him to leave. He didn't, and he said, what are you going to do? And that's when I grabbed a baseball bat. Like, I'll show you. Right, <laughs> right. And I've had, to, in, at Halligan's, I've had to, like, pick up, like, the college rows and, like, throw them out of the building. Because that was a small place. It was maybe a quarter size of this restaurant. And it was just me and the cook. And if the cook wasn't, if the cook was cooking, I was also bouncing. Right. So, and yeah. I'm Randolph making me. <laughs> throwing men out of my bar. That's going to stick. Randolph <laughs> yeah. making me. I like that. Collegiate Katie. Collegiate Katie. I like that. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. That could be your other, uh, your other handle on TikTok. Sweet. It's completely different handle. What, what did Bar Daddy come from? Was that something that I'm, is it like a... I actually got that nickname from my coworkers at Fatty Smokes. We, um, this is when the Call Me Daddy podcast started getting really big. So we just started calling each other Daddy for this Daddy. There was a, because of the barbecue sauce, there was a sauce Daddy. We had a Takeout Daddy, Expo Daddy. I was called Bar Daddy. And then that's literally how it stuck. Really? Yeah, that's, that was, it wasn't anything more than just people giving out nicknames to each other and it just stuck with me. You know, we were talking about your career trajectory, and you've mentioned all the stops you had, but I think you left a story out. True or false? Okay. You, at one time in your life, dressed as a buffalo. That is true. I'm sorry, a, a buffalo? B-U-F-F-A-L-O. Someone did their research on you this one. You looked up whether or not she dressed as hey, a buffalo? I, my sources are What kind of research concealed. is that? <laughs> Tell the story about you and the buffalo. Oh, okay, my first serving job was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Fredericksburg before I went off to college. I was 18. <laughs> And I was... I was like, there this is going. Listen, That's nicely done. Listen. <laughs> nice high five. <laughs> there it is. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It was no, no, no. Keep going. Keep no, going. No. I was the perfect height. It was a brand new building. And it was just asking for a buffalo. They, they came with their corporate training team, and they were like, listen. And it was July, and people would jump on my hooves and pull my horns. Kids were mean. <laughs> I had to be out in the middle of the street in the summertime. People would honk and throw stuff at me. Oh, this is traumatic. She's like crying and you're laughing in her face, Ruby. Are you crying? No. Okay, God, no. They would pull my hooves. They pulled, they stepped on my hooves, man. Okay, my favorite part of this whole story is I was the perfect height. I was. I was pissed. How does somebody ask you that question? Would you like to be our buffalo? They scheduled one too many hosts for the day. <laughs> you need one and host and one buffalo. I think they did it on purpose. I think they did it on purpose. Did they let you keep the costume? No, it smelled so bad. Aww. Absolutely. I don't want that. I don't know. Now it could be fun. No, that thing. I was, it was July. Dry cleaning. Are Dry cleaning. Photos? Absolutely. Actually, I just don't really know. I probably will delete them if I do find them. So if they're not photos, how do you know about it, Scott? Let's just say that I have my sources. What sources do you have? Somebody in the Fredericksburg Buffalo Wild Wings? When we're not on mic, we'll talk about it. Huh. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Dug deep through the archives. I'm a journalist, you know? Mm -hmm. I did also see that you were voted the second best bartender in Richmond at one point. Might have been last year or the year before by Style or Richmond Magazine. One of those places had mm-hmm. you as number two. Yes. What happened? I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. Who was number one? That was a joke. That was a joke. Sheffield. Who? Kevin. Who is oh. that? Oh, whatever. I don't want to hear it. I really don't know. He's one of my buddies. I love Kevin. Where does he work? New York Deli. And he also worked at Cha-Cha's and... Um, Sullivan's and he still works at Lady Nolan's. Been the best bartender five times in a row. 
Kevin, we love you. Congratulations on all your success. I have no idea who you are, but I'm immediately coming to Lady New Orleans so I can shake your hand. I love Kevin. Oh, good. Yeah. I like him too, I'm sure. Yeah, he's cool. You mentioned your sleeve tattoos earlier. What you, what you got rocking there? Which what, side? Pick an arm. You pick your favorite. Uh, Tell uh, us okay. which one's your favorite. My whole... This um, is great for an audio podcast, by the way. Yeah, it's well done, Scott. Well done. <laughs> so while she, so I would like to show you her right arm right now, if everybody would take a look at the screen. <laughs> Seriously, I have, Scott? I have, I have a Greek mythology arm. My, uh, part of my family is uh, first-generation Greek-American. That was my yaya was first-generation Greek-American. So nice. that was kind of a tribute to that. She would tell the grandkids of all the Greek mythology stories. We, she was very in touch to her culture. Um, so that was kind of like a homage cool. to that side. Yeah. Cool stuff. And the story with the owl? Athena's owl is supposed to represent wisdom. Athena's um, on the lower part of my arm. The owl's right in the ditch of my elbow. That was not a good day for me. Ouch. Medusa's up here. Got the sun. The Clash of the Titans is happening over here. Yeah, it's a cool little scene. I like it flows. Is that Greek on your It means uh, before you can score, you must have a goal. All right. I played soccer for like 20 years, so that kind of helped. Did you too. play for Macon? I played for Macon for two years. Nice. So if someone wants to experience the Katie Stewart experience, what's the first drink you're going to make for them? Well, if, usually if somebody new comes in and just wants to try something off the menu, I usually ask what their profile, like what kind of tasting profile do you usually like? Do you like something that's savory? Do you like something that's sweet, tart, bubbly, light, whatever it is? And then I kind of go through my own menu and pick a drink that kind of goes with that tasting profile. I really don't have any issue. What's your with profile, Roby? What's my profile? Creative. That's what I'm asking. Um, salty and bubbly. Salty and bubbly, Katie. Ooh. Okay, well, salty. Mm. So, so I'm not a I huge like, sweet drinker. I bounce right off the walls. Like, okay, right off the walls. Um, but I do like lychee, which just happens to be right in the middle of that. Right. So. We have a lychee um, apérol spritz right now. Salty and bubbly. Right, and we infuse. Um, she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. I know we were talking about lychee martinis at one point. We were. Right. So I've been. I've got a bunch of lychee and was messing with it. So I thought of something cool. I'm a huge fan of the lychee because it's you know good for you and not too sweet and yeah. goes with loads of things. And if people want to visit you, what, what are the hours? We um, open at 4, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. We open at noon on Sundays. Um, our closing hours different um, from depending on the day. It's usually 10 o'clock during the week, 11 on the weekends, and 9 on Sundays. But I'm here all the time. I'm not here on Thursdays. I'm not here on Mondays because we're closed on Mondays. But I am here every day after that. And they can ask you about your tattoos. You can ask me about my tattoos, my hair, my Dude, eyebrows. But all don't touch her. Dude, no, don't or touch don't, any don't of your bartenders. Food. I mean, don't, I, don't, don't touch her, but don't touch any of your bartenders. You know, yeah, no touch touching. <laughs> Not touchy. Yeah, no touching. None. Yes, You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Katie Stewart, a.k.a. Bar Daddy, Roby Martin, and Scott Wise. No don't touch me. <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> really? This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.